0: Coming to you from the back room at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Lakeland Sports Guys, Tom Carroll with you, along with Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Stan Spivey, here with us as well. Busy day here at Howard's as the prayer group was in here this morning, and they've got like uh, a bazillion catering jobs that they've got to do. So I I know, Stan, you've you've been elected help. I've been
1: elected help. Um, He's (laughs)
0: heading to you yet. I know I'm going with Stan. I've I've been keeping my distance.
2: (laughs) I'm going with Stan.
1: I just wish he had shut that back door.
2: So, it, yeah, it has been a cool morning. Oh, y'all just yeah. missing out, man. Y'all need your shorts on. No.
0: <laughs> y'all need your shorts <laughs> on, man. it <That> feels good <laughs> near to me. But glad to have you with us here. Bowl games got started on Friday. We'll dive into a little bit of all of that. McCormick continues to roll. Greenwood suffers another loss in basketball. We'll update you on some of those uh, to go along with it. But, Chris, uh, first and foremost, Josiah Jeffrey, big news uh, that you had. Uh, we knew he was in the portal, but now he's picking up some offers.
2: Well, he, yeah, he just got one from Alford. I think he's really excited about the offer. I mean, uh, like I said, one thing, if you want local guys, go to Twitter because – like Greenwood allows them boys well he's no longer at Greenwood but they allow them to get on there and they communicate with other coaches that way and i the only question i would have for him now that the new coaches in place at Syracuse this guy's bringing players in where Dino was having trouble signing players um and for him to leave with with what the potential you have coming in cuz i think they have 12 players in the portal that's already signed at Syracuse eight to 12 of those players have already signed including Kyle McCord from Ohio State, the quarterback. So, this team's going to be better. And like I said, I just think, like Stan's, I think he wants to come closer to home. And Sean Watson's a great football coach. They beat Furman. So,
0: um, <laughs> I lost my train. <laughs> it's um, Yeah, that, that gust of wind will get you every time. It'll take your brother away. But,
2: like I said, I'd love to see him come home. Uh, Sam said something about, you know, Coast will be a good fit. Furman wouldn't be a good fit. But, like I said – the one thing he will get at Walford, that he will get at Furman, will get is it, a good education also. Because academically, those are really good schools to go yep. into. So, like I said, when I saw it on Twitter this morning, I sent him a congratulation thing. He said, bring it on home then. So,
0: yeah, uh, Josh Norman turns another year older. We found that out this weekend as well. Yep. So, uh, in his 30s, mid-30s already. And He's playing well, down. Tom.
2: Yeah. I think he had two tackles in the game against uh, the Cowgirl, I mean Cowboys. <laughs>
0: sorry coach I heard that you.
2: <laughs> so, um anyway and that's why coach grog's don't love me no more but um, but yeah i mean getting a chance to play and actually proving himself um, and you're gonna see more playing time for him because michael hyde's hurt for the bills and that puts him into a, a not a starting role but he's a he's moved up from like a third string back up to a second team and you keep making plays man all he needs is that pick six and He's he's solid for the rest of the year, I think, on a really good on a good football team that's found their way again.
0: So, all our local guys we keep up with, and we keep saying, man, keep bringing it home. A lot of fun. Well, uh, there was a big game that did happen up in Spartanburg at Viking Stadium. It was uh, the uh, Shrine Bowl, um, December sixteenth uh, Saturday, about one o'clock, is when all the excitement happened. You had, uh, and I was surprised the stands were full. Uh, through this whole thing. It was a good crowd that ended up turning out for this. But Sam Lapper, South Carolina's team, ends up winning 24 to nothing. It was a good defensive battle to begin the first half. But the uh, second half, you got to make the adjustments. We've always said that. If a team that doesn't make the adjustments is going to really struggle. And to tell you the truth, I don't think North Carolina, the Tar Heels, I, they didn't do anything different. Did you, well, for one, I didn't
2: get a chance to the first half. I did watch – I think it was the sheer fact that you and I, when we talked about where the both moving it to the new field, I think a lot of people wanted to see the new field at Spartanburg High School, and their new little, I can't remember what they called it. I mean, we have the Taj over at Greenwood, but, um, and they have the little college at Dorman, but they called the new press box something, I can't remember, because it's, it's a brick as well. Uh, it's also three-story, and so they they and they have a basement, so, which, I mean, it's pretty cool. But yeah, all in all, I, it was your kind of game. I was a little bored for a half, but like I said, we picked up some points rolling in, and I think we got to see some really good Sandlapper local talent from around here. Like 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 I said, you had a couple guys, and, and you know all year long we wonder what happened to Rock Hill when the quarterback played. He was a starting quarterback for the Sandlappers uh, for Rock Hill, and I mean he had a good game. And like I said, he's a he's a he'll be a fun belt commit because he's going to App State. So and he had a, he had a really good game passing. So but he had to come in late and really kind of rejuvenated the, the Sandlappers. He'd, and that's that's kind of what I think. And you know, Coach, um, what's his name? Coach Farmer? He's from Cowan County, I believe. One of his players had a touchdown. And then, of course, Brolin Staley from Strom Thurman had a, the other TD. And uh, like I said, but the, that quarterback, like I said, coming in off the bench, he played fairly well. He had the two touchdowns, 163 yards passing. So, um, like I said, all in all, what we wanted was a win. We got a win. And man, like Coach Farmer said, he said, man, we don't get the to coach together for about a week. And he said, I didn't think we'd pull it together in this <laughs> amount of time. And he asked the North Carolina coach. They were standing side by side. He said tatty and He said well coach we didn't. So y'all did. Congratulations. <laughs> they walked their separate ways. So that was kind of how they shook hands and everything else. But well done. I really like the the broadcast team that did the Shrine Bowl. Those two guys are great. One of them does college football and the other one Antoine Walker does the um, college for like the Furman stuff on my 40. So Really good group of guys doing that. I just think it was – all in all, it was a
0: great game. It's for a good charity, good calls, and and we won one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The defensive effort, though, when you hold uh, the Sandlap – or the Sandlap defense <laughs> holds the Tar Heels to, what, three? Yes. First downs total. <laughs> you hold them to minus seven yards passing, 56 yards rushing uh, all the way around. South Carolina had 20 first downs, 132 total yards rushing, 231 yards passing um, to go along with that. And, of course, both the touchdowns ended up being passing touchdowns.
2: How many total yards? So, total yards, um, Three, 363 to
0: 49. Dang, I had 380,
2: but that's why I let you do it. Because in my mind, I'm trying to think. So,
1: But I thought the, 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 Sandler, the, the South Carolina team, from a defensive standpoint, Looked like they were just quicker and faster. They were beating North Carolina. They, it's almost like they knew what North Carolina was going to do, and they were meeting them. They, they were getting to the positions, um, and we've talked about this a lot, you know, uh, with the Greenwood team. The coaches got the players in position to make the plays, and then it was uh, left up to the player to make the play. Well, in this game, the Sandlapper guys made the plays. They, you didn't see uh, – they were ready to play and wanted to play and wanted to win. Mm-hmm. It, it oh, looked like know. the wheel to see. win was a little bit stronger on the South Carolina side than it was the North Carolina side. And a couple of the rules that they had in place, you know, where you could only have like one back in the backfield. I don't know if that – how that correlated with the North Carolina offensive coaching staff, you know, were they – Coaches that <clears throat> didn't coach a lot of spread, didn't coach, you know, more uh, in a phone booth type stuff. Uh, maybe that was
0: a reason. I don't know. Uh, Get everybody involved because there yeah, are a ton of folks Turbo, who go through these individual stats. Uh,
1: Turbo Richards, you know, he didn't have the big breakaway runs, but he, he was solid the whole game. The other running back, and I can't
0: remember Trevion who, Dunbar. Yeah, Dunbar.
1: Dunbar um, I expected a little more out of him than what I saw. But still, he he came in and had a good effort. Um, 15 for 76. Yeah. So, you know, and neither one of them really broke the big play. But that might have been uh, due to the defenses that were being played and all. So, it's, uh, it was a good ball game. It, I think the line of scrimmage was won by the South Carolina team. And I, a lot of those guys we had seen play in region play. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you look at there and you look at oh well, yeah, those two guys, we played against them, yeah, yeah, we played. Uh, so we've seen a lot of those guys that played. Um, and we're going to need a couple of boys on that offensive
2: line, Blake Franks and or, and uh, the other kid from Greenville. Uh, we're going to need them this year at Carolina, no doubt. But I was more surprised, Tom, that the fact that we had talked about we had seen the quarterback. North Carolina play last week in the championship game, mm-hmm. and how great he looked, and then his stats were like, our defense just dominated this poor kid. I mean, he still had it. I mean, it just, uh, defensively, I mean, hands down, this was a better better team but, by the
0: San yeah. Lappers. Over the Tar Heels, by the way. You know, kind of the the... Two big difference makers uh, in the passing department. Everybody knew what was going to happen. We were going to try to run the ball, and and we did. But it opened up the passing, particularly for Braylon Staley, had three catches for sixty-two yards, a touchdown to go along with it. But A. V. McFadden's the one that got it. The thing started. I mean, he picked up a, a couple of big first downs early in that third quarter. Um, had three catches for fifty-five on the on the on the night, but. Braylon Staley had probably the most incredible catch-out of everybody, and that was over on that right sideline.
2: He did. I think that shows you the talent. that Well, they, you know, CSR has been high on a bunch of these kids, and that's one of the reasons Stan was talking about the running back, Turbo. You had Turbo, you had McFadden, and you had Travian Dunbar. And, and really, McFadden is a running back. I mean, I think we did put him in the slot most of the game, but he is – Technically, he is a running back.
0: Yeah, three uh, for 20
2: games. And yeah. like I said, Deshaun Reader, um, he played north south. I mean, there's just one. No, I mean, we there's so many talented running backs in the state that, you know, we didn't even see the kid from Greenville. He wasn't even on either one of the teams. That tells yeah. you what a tough job these coaches have. But all in all, man, great game. Go Sand Lappers. And I mean, like I said, that's what you want to do. We, we finally
0: got back on the winning streak again. Now we got to hold it. So. <laughs> Um, And for Clemson fans, uh, you made mention the North Carolina kicker, um, the punter, uh, was kind of their star MVP uh, of the night. So if you're a Clemson fan, uh, Nolan Hauser is the guy that you want. He averaged about 43 yards a punt. His longest was 65. He had six inside the 20.
2: I was thinking about myself. How many times do you see an offensive player MVP the game as a punter? (laughs) I, I, I can see, see kickers. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can see a kicker if he kicks four or five field goals, but a punter, and then, like I said, he did, He does kick also, which is another positive. Now, the one thing you don't know have, Tom Carroll, that we do have at Carolina, my man Pete Limbo.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: i pull pulling for him to be a head coach. Uh, I want him down the road, man. He's got to be my man. But, yeah, that's a big pickup for the Tigers because that was one place that this year was a little – off you know you didn't where you normally had a good punter that put it down the field and cor- coughing corners and stuff like that that's one thing that kid does do well like you said when you called out his numbers from inside the 20 on the punts I mean solid solid pickup and I didn't know who he was until they said he's a clumsy commitment. I said I told <laughs> him you know Kai Kruger is you know, he's our man he's still got, there goes Willie he's delivering hard he might have picked up a catering gig in the back of Harold today <laughs> um, but Oh, great game. I mean, I know I know you loved it. I mean, we yeah, didn't talk fun. really during the game until we, we – I waited to it you afterwards so you could enjoy your defense. And I was just so thankful about <laughs> finally to say, man, please, there's got to be somebody who can throw a touchdown
1: pass in this game. <laughs> or one of those big running backs break off a 60-yard or something that you kept waiting to happen and it just never <laughs> – And that's
2: one thing that I will give the North Carolina coach credit on. Yeah. He didn't let like McFadden, Turbo Richard. He didn't let either one of them guys on returns or kickoffs – hurt them Mm -hmm. he had two that went out of bounds because he didn't want to kick it to because i don't know if you notice what they did you know they do it like a lot of times when we see when we do games they'll send their best guys back and they'll cross hoping the punter or the kicker didn't see them cross to where they knew who they want to kick it to but they when they cross they didn't think they see them and people look for that you got a coach hollering over there they switched they switched and he, Like I said, it took two penalties out of bounds to keep him from kicking anybody deep. And I mean, that's a credit to the, the return guys and the speed at South Carolina. I Ain't did, no Philly today?
0: I <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to throw that in there because he's usually Philly Philly. So, leaning tackler for South Carolina Sandlappers was uh, Quashid Scott, uh, four solos, two assisted. He had six. Also had the interception uh, that he returned for 31 yards um, to go along with it. He also had uh, one-and-a-half tackles for a loss for seven yards. In I'm trying the to see.
2: Everybody's waiting on him to commit. I don't know. If yeah,
0: Nobody knows where he's at yet.
2: He's a, he's a, <laughs> I'm hoping he's coming home to Carolina, but I don't know. But Like I said, he's a guy that we're really looking at really hard, and I hope he – maybe that's one we see tomorrow, Stan. And by I the mean. way, if if you if you don't have anything to do in the morning tomorrow is National Signing Day. Get up, flip your pin on, and that'll be where you see the top recruits signing with whoever they are and flipping. You'll see a lot of flipping tomorrow.
1: Yeah, on the on Signing Day. So we're we're already seeing it. So. I guarantee you, a lot of those guys are sitting at home watching those portal pages, trying to decide. Well. If this kid goes to this school and I'm going to go to this school instead of this school, uh, it's just a crazy
0: world now, yeah and it's for a high school kid though you know trying to get into Division one uh, school right now, power five school, it's tough going. it's tough sledding. Most of them you're going to see in the group of five or division two and then they hit the portal and move up into mm-hmm. that. I mean once you it's like you got to prove yourself first yep. and then go. Yep.
2: Well, it's almost like we, we always want to call it what I think it is It's, it's pay for play. You know, it's not called that now because they, it's you don't have to earn your money. They just give it to you. And I think it should be the other way around. But, like I said, there are going to be a ton of guys. We're going to have a lot of guys here. Uh, poor Cam over the Index is going to be busy, too, because, like I said, we've got some local guys that are that are just waiting to ink that name down. So, I mean, like Cam Durant. I mean, he's supposedly already going to Gardner-Webb or wherever, and uh, you got local guys already set to go. And, like I said, we, we've got the kid um, Thompson coming out of Dillon at Carolina, and hopefully – uh, if I was here, if I was Beamer, or if I was Dabo, and I knew my big guys were out there and they were still like, there's a chance they're gonna flip. Uh-uh. I'm gonna have my coaches sleeping with them, not with them, but <laughs> in the house with them on the floor, and they're gonna be handcuffed away from their phones so they can't flip
1: on me. Well, the, so. the thing about though, is we're in that dead period where the coaches cannot <laughs> they can't call the kids. You. So yeah. you know what? You know <laughs> the, the kids are sitting at home. They're watching ESPN. They're are watching they got every this? show? On on uh, phones uh, with portals and and a, a kid in the portal that <clears throat> oh well I'm going to this school Then the next day no nope, I'm decommitted from that school I'm going to this. and all that stuff can't be decided till January the second <laughs> uh, it's just crazy
0: <laughs> I still think
2: it should be one signing day I don't I don't really like the I like I like it for one reason because what Stan's talking about. If I go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and ink my name down, at University of South Carolina, I'm gonna be the first, whatever, let's say, quarterback at USC. I'm already down. I've already I've already committed to my team. And then like Stan says now come January 2nd, I've got a chance to see who else is coming with me. If I don't think I got a chance against him, then I can say, well, you know what? Clemson did call. <laughs> I don't see anybody on there, and so it does give the kids the opportunity, and it also gives the kids the opportunity to see what portal guys are coming in, and that's the that's the bad part about the flipping and everything that you see on portal is because you do wait till that last minute to actually be able to make up your mind and say, well,
1: if that guy comes in, I'm never going to play. I'm going somewhere else. Well, you know, and it, <clears throat> you look at the high school kids, too. Um, a lot of these coaches, you know, they're, they're recruiting them as football players, but say the guy, you know, most of these high school athletes are athletes. They play multiple sports and uh, well, I didn't get to school I wanted to in football so I'm just going to hold off. I'm going to wait play my baseball this spring and maybe go play baseball somewhere. Or do I want to leave high school and not play my senior year in baseball or finish a basketball season and Take a chance and go to this school, and hopefully they won't bring anybody. The, the room's pretty much full when I sign my name. We don't need anybody to leave, and we don't need anybody else to come. <laughs> i tell you, there's going to be one name
2: I'm looking for, and it, it is a kid from Midland Valley because it, not a lot of people have, have offered. I know yeah. we have in yeah. Columbia. And I, to me, if we could get a Travion Dunbar in Columbia – with the power that he does possess, he he just lowers his head and he goes through. And when we're struggling to have an offensive line, which I, I do think that will be addressed, and we're going to do some stuff out of that too. But that's the kid I'll look forward to CSRA tomorrow, and I, I'll be following their pages, because we already know where Brolin Stable is going. Well, he's going to Tennessee. Yeah. Unless he was to flip Carolina, which we're still working on that one. But like I said, you'll never know, and you won't know until January 2nd, really. I mean, right, just because a guy signs, I mean, that's the only time I'm going to worry about it. When he signs, I can leave him alone. And, well, say, and,
1: and how many of these high school kids that are going to sign tomorrow will actually be enrolled in January at the school they sign with? Are they going to – can they graduate? And that's what a lot of these coaches are looking at. They want them in early. So they can get into spring ball, get a little bit, kind of get used to that college life and being on their own and having to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to be in the weight room at 5, you know, so you can get to class at 8. Um, They want them in. And uh, a lot of the better athletes, yeah, they know it. Their coaches are smart enough to have talked to them and said, look, you need to get to where you can. I'm not saying you've got to. But if you want to, be able to graduate in December. And uh, it used to not be that way. You used to not have a lot of December graduates. Now you do. You've got a ton of them. And so it's going to be interesting to see who goes where and when they actually enroll in that school. I think
2: Staley is one that's already gonna graduate. Yeah. And go on oh, up to Knoxville. Uh, yeah. So and like I said, we wish the kid well. Like I said, no, we just didn't I mean to me he's not a Lakeland guy, so that we didn't really cover him like we like some of the other people did. But um still exciting time to see a kid go from the Peach Fields. Well you let's see, where are you going from the Peach Fields where Stan? To um Rocky Top? Mm-hmm. So there again you don't always have the little comparisons that can go to places. But I mean, really good kid. Um I don't know if you have any the stuff that we've been seeing since we we're in high school um, about potential realignment. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. got any of that stuff? Uh, well, what not we've right seen. Now, yeah. Okay. I've heard,
0: well, I've heard a lot. Course, I mean, there's been some projections. Projections, that out there. and, and friends, that's
1: what I was going to say. Some of them, and then there's they been are crazy. some crazy talk <laughs> out there too. Um, but just to remind, I think the date has been set for like January the nineteenth. Or a ninth, something like that, to where it will all come out from the high school league, so we will know exactly where. They're supposed to know, I believe, today well, as they saying, send out
2: because appeal starts today, yeah. whatever day.
1: Yeah, but you know, but that's what I was leading up to. to even though the, the alignment comes out, that doesn't mean. <laughs> That is set set in stone Mm -hmm. because these schools are going, and I'll guarantee you some of these schools that uh, we're not going to call no names, but they're going to be moved up a few classifications, and they're going to go and they're going to appeal it, and they're going to use safety and all that mess as a reason. But uh, And just to see how the high school league maintains what they have said and what they want yeah.
0: to do. Uh, some of the projections, though, here from the Lakelands, they had Emerald going down uh, to take on Columbia teams, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and that that's a haul. I mean, the, your nearest well, team <sighs> would have ended up being, um, uh, I think it was Chapin they had. wasn't mm-hmm.
2: The closest team that I saw in that one was Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond, yeah. Who's going to move up. The one I thought was funny in Darius Wardle, oh, I see you and I hear you, brother. I know you in Texas, but I see you and I hear you, and I agree with you. If Apple does drop to one, going on to give him the trophy there's no need and and there again the if they do that then our group the, the competitive fairness group they, mm-hmm. they didn't do their job yeah. because if you're going to do that then leave your the big three private schools up there let them play but to bring Abbeville down I, that just was that was the one that I wanted to ask you about um, and it may not happen like I said we may get when it does finally come out we may be something totally different and like I said we'll be talking about it when we come back off our break but um, I, when I looked at it I was like wow because, you know, one team that is in that one with that Emerald group is Gray Collegiate, mm-hmm. Anstrom Thurman. So, we had said we thought Gray would move up one. Yeah. Um, I thought too.
1: Well, I, th- I, I, I'd, and I had heard that it was possible that Gray would go to 4A um, and not so much from a competitive standpoint, but that nobody else wanted to play. <laughs> and, and it's that not that just football went, with them either. Yeah, right. Like, and yeah. it's been every sport, and it's um, – the 2A schools don't want to play them. <laughs> the 3A schools don't want to play them, and it's because of what they do. And, you know, so let's put them in 4A because 4A guys aren't scared of them. And, uh, I
2: still say round them play up. Them. And there was another one in the group with
1: Emerald that I saw that I thought yeah. was a pretty
2: good, and it was something out of Lexington, another collegiate. Um, friendship uh, collegiate out of Lexington. Um, yeah. All right, if we got that one in UK, Oceanside, great. Throw them all in that one group, man. Let them play. You know, it might be ugly if it's a one A. He's a team
0: that's yeah. having to do that, but that's only fair. Man, put all the profits together and but let what, them do the. Change. What surprised me was the teams that were in four A that got projected to move into five A. Um, yeah. You know, West Side is is pretty much the same size as Greenwood is, is. and they got bumped up um, in that projection category. But, and but
1: how many of those are going to be bumped up due to the three to one rule? And how many of them are really being bumped up because of student population growth within the school, and with the projected growth within the school, uh, I think Westside is a lot like Greenwood. That we're right there on the cusp. I mean, I've even heard Greenwood may go five a
2: They were in the projection. I saw that's, yeah, all that's what I was going to say. I, they were with uh, Westside.
1: Yeah, with Westside. So, and that goes back to the years when it was Greenwood and Lawrence as to. And the Big 16, they were the last two in. And they made it by five or six students. That was know? what I
2: wanted to bring it up because of that. Because now that possibly is Westside, Hannah, already five. Yeah. Lawrence, still, yeah. Yeah. you know, possibly going to five. Greenwood going to five. You've almost got really the region you want. Yeah.
1: The region you want. The teams in, you want to yeah. play, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. And the one that I think they would probably all be glad to go to. you got to find that other, one other team. To go with them to where they, and that could be a Greer. just already well.
1: Well, I, and I, and the thing of with the um, the other thing that I heard I thought was interesting is that the high school league wanted as many eight team conferences as they could get, and that's what kind of what they were setting their numbers of schools in one A, two A, three A, four A, five. Uh, the problem with the five A was they were going to come up with. You were gonna have two classifications within five A, right. basically going back to the big sixteen and then everybody else, but they were both uh, classified as five A uh, because due to state legislature, you can't have a six eighteen. I don't understand that, but uh, anyway,
2: that's what I would petition <laughs> if I was Jerome.
1: Why?
0: Why? Why is it yeah. not?
2: You know, because Georgia is now at seven,
0: Florida's yeah. at eight. Yeah. um well, remember though that the the legislature is working on their own league, league. association yeah. so the south carolina high school league may not be around much longer all right well,
1: well what and i've seen and 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 we've been witness to a lot of it um a lot of these new schools that are opening up were like back in the day like when emerald opened up emerald opened up as a two-way school mm-hmm. You get these new schools being built in Columbia and the Rock Hill area and Greenville area, they're opening up as 4 and 5A schools. Population-wise, they're opening up as a 4A school, not as a 2A or 1A or 3A. And, and And a lot of the 1As and 2As in the lower part of the state are now combining and building one high school, and all of a sudden that High school is a 3A or 4A school. So they're kind of weeding out some of the low, except for the private schools. And they're still lower numbers. And that's what they're basing their quality of education, because we don't have as many students as you want your kid going to a 4A school. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. it's going to be interesting to see. It will be.
2: like an I just threw that out there because I had yeah. seen some of them and I hadn't told you all about it because I think they were thrown out Thursday mm-hmm. and Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we had all talked about Greenwood possibly going to five. And the one thing I will ask both of you all, because I was a student when Big 16 was here. I was at Greenwood. And I don't from, – from the outsiders looking in, because I know Stan was doing his stuff at soccer and stuff like that, how did the Big 16 really work? Was it good for high school football? In y'all's minds, or was it better than what we have now? As far as like the well, point far,
0: system, uh, I did like. I hate.
1: I, I didn't system. like the point system uh, because it eliminated some natural rivalries. Uh, the Lawrence, Clinton, Greenwood, Emerald. Mm-hmm. It did not <clears throat> pay for those schools to play a lesser opponent, even though it was a cross county or cross town rivalry so a lot of those were eliminated and that was coming from the 4A coaches that were saying I can't give up points Um, especially when you were down kind of at the bottom of that Big 16 with student population numbers. Greenwood was competitive in the Big 16 we didn't mind playing the Spartanburgs and the bigger schools that were in there Uh, but still I think it hurt Lawrence more than it did Greenwood, uh, but uh, there's a lot of different factors Man. that play into it. But. One thing I
0: did like about having the Big 16, um, and then the, the you know the the bottom Everybody 32, helps. as we yep. little 32, as mm-hmm. we like to call it, was the fact that more teams got to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and also uh, you got to see. You know, four or five games um, in the process of a championship, not yeah. just four. So well, and 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 that goes back to you know we went for a while there
1: where we had um, the one, one A, and then the <laughs> the big one A and the little one A, um, but that has gone by the wayside because of those schools combining and becoming one bigger school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Maybe it's time to go back to that division, and that's one with the five A's. And, um, well,
2: that's what I was wondering. If we were to go back to the – would that fix both the issues one through four and then the five A as well since we don't have a six A yet? I, I just – like I said, I was what we would call an outsider because I was still in high school then. But to, to remember Big 16, um, if that would m- maybe help clarify, like, like Stan said, more teams get in the playoffs. If you have that style of format, if that would actually help The high school league, Uh, because like you said, they've got their committee. They're doing everything they can. So, well, it's going to
1: bring in more money. That's it's going to bring, and that's what they want. True. (laughs) uh, I think this competition committee uh, give them another year. They were kind of thrown in feet to the fire this year. All right, now we got a little time to breathe. We got two years. Let's keep this committee together. Let them study it all. Let them look at the other states, which they have already done, and they've they've gone up into Ohio and North Carolina, Georgia, all over, looking at what some of these other state associations do and how they rank their teams and what they do to make it a more competitive for the teams. And uh, yeah, you're always going to have that one team that's going to just it's their time. It's it's they're two years where they just loaded with athletes and, um, then they're back down to where they were, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just, you know, a lot of it comes with coaching too, but, uh, you get some great coaches out there that just don't have the athletes. And if they had one or two athletes that could really push them over that hump, but, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see when it all finally breaks down and comes out. And I'm like you, Chris. I'm interested to see where Abbeville is gonna go, <laughs> where 96 is gonna go, where you know strong Thurmond might go, where Emerald might go. Cause
0: Emerald, Emerald's right there is, between four and three. Yeah, so. and
1: it's not gonna be long. Within two years, Emerald's probably gonna be a four-way school, and. uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens.
2: They're building for a four A
1: because I I I finally saw
2: the construction on Frontside. I still see haven't it? seen where the press box It's, got look, to it's looking better. Um, yeah. it, it is, and I mean, I like the form it's going to probably take. It is going to look really good from the road. I mean, that's going to really look like a pretty good high school. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do with that, and I'm excited to see like if we do go that route and they do things like that. The new rivalries that'll be formed. Yeah. With with your new realignments and stuff. So.
0: But then uh, we've also got the 1A schools that are here in the Lakelands that are, this is going to be beneficial to them all right. the way around. We're going back to the, the true, true uh, 1A, 1A schools. schools. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, uh, of course, the people in that bill. I don't know, is still kind of up for a lot of debate. Uh,
2: I don't think they would want to go district, to
1: one. The district would like to have one high school build, <laughs> a new high school, and combine Dixie and Abbeville, but <clears throat> they can't decide on where they want to build it and that was a fiasco. what the, the other people, year yeah, and so <laughs> but now they're building that three story monster over there at Dixie now, so I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but uh you know how many how many of those athletes that are at Abbeville, mayside? I might want to go to Dixie now,
0: or you that know, we're I, in the Dixie yeah. Yeah. In yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: how is that going? And that may be what affects Abbeville with their numbers. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But it's gonna be a, it's an interesting
0: time over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> So, really, the only ones uh, that are going to be affected, I think, as far as maybe moving up, you got Greenwood, Emeralds, and Saluda are uh-huh. going to be the big factors in that. Well,
1: and Strom Thurmond, I think, is going to hold true to a 3A school. I think they're about with uh, Fox Creek going into Edgefield. Now, Fox Creek, you may see them move up in classification because if you ride down toward North Augusta, a lot of that development now is going toward what you would call the attendance zone for Fox Creek. Mm -hmm. Let
2: me see if I saved it, because that is a a school that's in that one. It's Strom Thurmond, Emerald, Fox Creek, and there was one more that's in that area too, but I don't remember where I saved it to, but uh – like you said, as far as I love just, just projections and talking about it and stuff like that. And, of course, I, didn't, I don't see it right off the bat. <laughs> I got a new baby, so I, I got more baby pictures. i do anything else. But. <laughs> here, oh, here it is right congratulations, here. Congratulations, my my I do man. have Grandpa. that. Um, we were talking about Region 2 is what they were talking about. And they in the 3A, of course, you still had Clinton there. And you, here's another one, Mountain View Academy. <laughs> They're 3A. Um, and then, like I said, you've got – the one I was talking about was American Leadership uh, out of Lexington, and that would have Emerald, Fox Creek, Strom Thurmond, Swansea, would be the other team in good it. Good And Swansea's a, God. a hall.
1: Swansea's a hall <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. We've been
2: there. I've been There's by the I've been by the school too recently, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, that's that's the way it's down. Back so, in you. Early 2000s, Hey, you keep doing that all day.
0: There at the Emerald, so good <laughs> <I'm getting> gosh. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's fine. Y'all put your hand. That's, that's cool. Oh yes, ma'am. I stay hot. Thank y'all. <laughs> um But yeah, it's, it's uh like I said, there were some really ones that I just couldn't see, like Atlantic Collegiate Battery Keep, Bishop England, who we know is getting ready to go to a coaching change, and Phillip Simmons. and It was just a pretty cool list. And if we ever get our site back up, I'll put on let people look at it. But yeah. it is just projections, what we're talking about. This is not what has been sent out yet, and it may come today. Let's hope it comes today. <laughs> I'll give us something else to worry about the weekend. So. <laughs>
1: Not to worry about, but to ponder Ponder, ponder on. Over. I love
2: that, man. Like I said, if it's not a good bowl game and I'm looking for something with high school or I'm looking for mm-hmm. rumor mill, I guess you'd say.
0: Speaking of which, uh, high school basketball, Greenwood was in action this past Friday night. They uh, went up take on uh, the Woodmont Wildcats in this one and uh, really a tale of two halves. Uh, Woodmont uh, outscored Greenwood 43-24 to in the second half alone. Comes away with a 70-47 to win, so Greenwood suffers their second loss of the season in this one. C.J. Terrell played well, uh, 17 points. Uh, Jeremiah Brooks um, played decent. He had 11 points to go along with it, so they're 7-2 and overall right now. Uh, defense just kind of let them down, I think, in that second half as um, – the Wildcats, uh, you know, defense leads to offense, and that's kind of what they had with that high pressured offense and, and the press that they had. But uh, they're going to be on the road the, for the Christmas tournament up at Daniel. They're going to be taking on Collin Hill, Georgia. Oh wow! Uh, of all people, so. I'm telling
2: you, man, these these Christmas tournaments, if you get a chance, go out because you can see really great teams. You won't see like the team that you just said there, and like I said, Daniel's not that far of a, a haul up the road. The way they lost that game, Tom, is the way they won last Friday against Midland Valley. They they were ahead pretty much the whole game. They kind of let them back in the game, and then they ended up putting to foot put on the gas and cruising. Um, Coach Greg's going to get this team rolling, man. I mean, they're playing well, and that's what you were waiting on. I think the kid I'm still waiting is um, the insurance guy, son. Oh, man. See, I mean, chock, his son. I'm waiting on him to really pick it up and have a good game. And we're always looking at what Tristan's doing and what some of these guys off that football team are are tribute to. But C.J. Terrell's the real deal in basketball. We knew that. Mm-hmm. so he's the guy factor inside, and like I said we, and you know what that's a really good you got Coach Greg and you got Coach Carter they all do a great job with varsity with JV and they all work as a unit um, Coach Childs is in that unit and I mean it's not just about the varsity everything and I mean if there's a the coach you can help on one side or the other that's what they do and I mean like I said this is a pretty good greenwood team they're still I mean, they're not ranked where they need, but the record's pretty good to
0: start out. They're they're fair. They were where they thought they would be, and they're going to pick up some wins down the road. Yeah, because after this tournament, uh, they start getting into region play, and that's when things are going to get real. Yep. Have you
2: been following North Augusta, who's not doing They well. are suffering.
0: They are off the bat, just like
2: smacked in the face. Midland Valley, I mean, they Midland Valley beat them by 30 mm-hmm. the other night. And they just got their players back off that football team. And everybody in there just laughing. Paul Corn, Corn Miles, do me a favor. You came at me a couple times about Strong Thurman, about North August. Don't come at nobody else. Because, I mean, you taking a beating now. And it's Christmas time. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> so just kind of like, you know, like they do me, man. Let's just kind of keep our mouths quiet. And But like I said, I was stunned to see North August, who was started out at number one in state, right? They, or they, two.
0: They were number two starting out.
2: And then state. have just been smacked in the face by everybody. So. But, I mean, like I said, that, that was the one thing that shocked me so far out of that CSRA group. I mean, I think the the the, the, the Eau Claire's and the, the ones that are always, you know, predominantly great in basketball are great in basketball again. So, it's going to be a fun year for basketball. But, like I said, don't count them Eagles out yet. Don't count them Vikings out yet because they've kind of turned the corner. Coach Scrubs has got to give kind of turn the corner. I think at first he was, like, scratching his head. But I think they're trying to get it to turn around. I know they played McCormick again. You probably got that. Well, they,
0: they ended up playing Strom Thurmond. You know, they beat Strom Thurmond yeah. earlier uh, yeah. in the year, early in the month, I should say. Um, turned around this past Friday night, it went the opposite way. Strom Thurmond ends up with a 57-33 win on this one. But, um, you know, you got a lot, of, a lot of folks that are getting ready for finals at this particular time. They started finals Friday Yesterday and through today as well, leading into the Christmas breaks. Besides, we got like flu bug or
2: whatever you want to call it, going around allergies and, and all this of stuff diabetes. going on. All so, kinds of stuff. I think I did read when my corn was down. I think, to their last two players that they were bench players playing. But everybody goes through it. It's that time of the year. We can't blame it for that. You yep. know?
0: But both the boys and girls for Emerald, they play tonight. Um, There'd be, uh, I believe, at Mid-Carolina is where they're headed. So they'll be uh, heading down Highway 34 here for a
2: while. And that should be a pretty good matchup because I think Mid-Carolina is not a bad team. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. We always wish Coach Scruggs and, and the ladies over there, well whenever they're playing too so yeah. bring, bring them back to Greenwood
0: and they're in the, the Christmas tournament over at Batesburg Leesville so right. they're going to be down the, that way and that should be a fun one so if you them don't them
2: want to go to Daniel go to, Dan to Batesburg Leesville <laughs> <laughs> you know what I might we to get Willie to go to because like I said Sheely's is
1: right there yeah, but. Well, he'll go if you promise him food he'll be yeah there. if you say Sheely's, but he'll, got he'll, Sheely's. Be, uh, he'll be on the way
0: <laughs> but but uh, McCormick uh, we, we, we've been following the Chiefs here uh, basketball wise because they still aren't ranked as of uh, what we'll find out today yeah. if they End up getting ranked again one more time, but they end up beating the Whitmire Wolverines uh, 65 to 29 this past <laughs> Friday night, and um, just continues to roll on, continues to move on. So, with that uh, and that matchup, um, they've only suffered one loss, so they're nine and one right now. I
2: Coach believe. Brown, did I seen you the. It was off the uh, CSRA site, but there was a there was a, a lady, maybe her mother, from a mother, from the McCormick. It might have been the MacTown Chiefs page. That she said, I don't know why we're not getting no respect and why we're not getting no love with the ranking. We should be ranked. And I just sent her a little message back. I said, ma'am, and sometimes it's better to just go unnoticed because you're putting 65 points up in a game and beating a team – Sixty by twenty nine or whatever that score was. Mm-hmm. You go that's how you get noticed right there. And we know Coach Brown does a good job in McCormick, man. And like I said, he's got some really good players down there. And we all know that the rankings
1: don't count to the last to the game last and, game. <laughs> to the last game. So don't even pay that's just <clears throat> locker room material. So you don't want Yeah, that. but it's <clears throat> it's
0: it's the disrespect. Yeah, you know
1: it, it is. <laughs> well, you can look at it as a disrespect, but um, uh, as a coach, I wouldn't. That's just outside noise that I don't need to deal with. Because <laughs> when it, when they do get that ranking, then you got to deal with it. Sam. Yeah, then you've got to <laughs> deal with it, and then it's more pressure on the kids. Uh, you know, it, right now you can say we're being disrespected, so let's go out there and show them who can play. It's that's easier to do than saying, "Okay, we number one. We got to stay number one." You know, you got to improve every day and. You just got to stay on them and stay. And they're reading the
0: papers. Oh yeah. they're,
1: they're they're listening to the news. So
0: well, I tell you what, as young as McCormick is, I mean they've got three, four seniors. I think it is Cam Durant being one of those uh, as well. But it, it's the. The sophomore and the juniors that are getting it done, Darius Houston, 21 points this past game uh, against them. Uh, Cartledge had uh, 13 in the process of all of this. Uh, Saluted Tigers are coming up next. I believe they play tonight, and this one, this, is, this could get ugly. Well, they played earlier this month. Chiefs won 60-42, but, you know, now all of a sudden McCormick has got some something to prove. Yeah,
2: they do, and like well, I said, they're going to continue to play well. And I mean, like I said well, – that's the one thing I've been really impressed with with Coach Brown and what he's done with his staff is that the ability to get these kids to play together. I mean, uh, you know, last year the team wasn't, they struggled a little bit down that road before region play started. Then they hit their stride. Now they've hit their stride from the get go, and if they can keep it throughout the region, this is going to be a team we're going to be watching.
0: Should be fun. But we'll follow along. Uh, all the Christmas tournaments get under, you know, get done with, and then everybody starts back into region play. Come January time, when they start the new semester, that's when it gets fun. That's when, when it's fun. That's, that's when we'll really be watching find out all right we're at howards on main and uptown greenwood we invite you to come on by take part in all their daily specials i'm curious if they're going to remain open oh yes they are going to remain open today <laughs> as, I, as i get the nod um uh, as they've got all kinds of uh catering events are going to be going on in the process and clyde's in <laughs> early <laughs> clyde's got the wings frying now he's, he's getting them all set i think he had like a hundred wings for one catering group that he had to cook to, Earlier, so.
2: Well, like said, I'm gonna say, I like Clyde. Now I'm gonna stick around and rab may maybe catering too. And I used to bartend back in the day, so I might leave the tip drawer up there myself. Clyde, donate. <laughs> 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 I'm not going on that one. <laughs> Clyde
1: said he wasn't even. I mean, he going part on, of that. Don't me, don't you're not
2: me going
0: to on that one, Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stan's hungry now. They're making yep. me hungry. <laughs> All right, so uh, come on by Howard's on Main. they got great food during the lunch hour. Breakfast as well as we had breakfast this morning here at Howard's on Main, so we invite you to come on by and see the good staff. Uh, The ladies are uh, in full force, so they will be out, and we're expecting a big crowd here today with the colder weather that seems to bring folks in for some of that hot soup.
2: Yeah, today is catering day for these guys, man. So, so prayers out because they're going to be on the road. I see, like, the carts are back and forth, back and forth, loading down the carts. And that's what happens around Howard's, man, Christmas time. You get catering, and he's loaded. So like like Clyde was telling behind us, they got one in here tonight. They got one upstairs tonight. So be ready. I hope Sarah's got her license go. because she's driving. But, um, but like I said, man, come on in here, see them. They're still open. They're ready to go.
0: So that leads us to uh, the bowl season. Of course, uh, Chris and I seem to be the only one participating in our little group. Uh, oh, man.
1: Well, no, I named off mine. Y'all just didn't keep
0: mine. I don't do all that other crap. Um, so. But I went 5-3 and three over the course of the weekend, uh, including yesterday. You went 6-2, and two, so you got 60 points to my 50 as of right now. Um, uh, we both lost New Mexico State in that one. And, of course, I, I lost uh, the first game out of, out of the – out of the ranks um, with Georgia Southern. I, I thought, lost that one. I lost one of my losses. So, uh, yeah. So I it, think we all lost that one. <laughs> but
2: what a game that was. That was a tell of two halves. Yeah. They just got destroyed the first half. In the second half, man, I've talked about David Wren all year long for Georgia Southern. What are you sure the kid was going to play? And he comes in the second half, and this all of a sudden, man, this guy goes ballistic. I mean, his numbers were just crazy. <laughs> and like I said, 32 for 42. Three fifty-two touchdowns, but the three picks cost was because two of them were for touchdowns. Mm, yeah. They were pick sixes, and that's what killed them, man. I mean, the stats so far for the bowl games are a little bit crazy because usually I got a lot of offensive stats. And the ones that we've watched play so far, I don't have a whole lot of offensive <laughs> stats. So, um, There's still bowl games going on. They're going to continue throughout the year. I think everybody's still waiting on the big games to come up, you know, December and January when you're going to have your Michigans and your, and your Alabama. I, I did take a lot of grief on that. I'm fine with this year because I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna stand firm with that pick with Harbaugh this year because I'm, this team's really that good. I don't now, want. I don't want them to win. I hope stands right. I hope you're right by picking Alabama. I just don't think you can just throw it to Alabama because they're SEC football
1: team. Well, here. So the, the latest thing <laughs> I saw it had Michigan by one to one and a half.
2: That's disrespecting so that, Harbaugh.
1: Uh, that that's. Kind of getting in Nick Saban's crawl now. He's the underdog, yeah. And you're giving him a month yep. to prepare As for
0: one team. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, I, I can't. I just can't go against him.
0: And <laughs> the, the, the fact that you're already in their head, which yeah. is obvious by yeah. when they found out who they were playing. Right. And it's just.
2: I like what Blake Corum said because your running back that Alabama will have to stop him. This is not. This I mean I and I give the SEC credit, we got a lot of really good like Jalen Jaden Daniels. Yeah. You know, he, he not only did he third the ball, he ran the ball well. He's got one job. And he said I got one job and that's to run, get yards and score touchdowns. I ain't stopping because they're Alabama. They got to stop me now. He's given saving some other stuff to put on the bulletin board. But like I said, you know, McCarthy is a really good quarterback, and that defense is really good this year. I and I, you know, me and you are not Michigan fans by no means, but
0: I will pull I, against them. Every I, and show. I'm not saying
2: I'm going to pull for them, but I am going to pick them. And like I said, I'll just eat the, eat the crow. We're Howards, and I might be it right there. They got to put it on ice for me. But um, I did. I really I feel strongly about that one game. I don't over any of the other ones. Um, and I, and I think I did go with Willie, and I took Washington. So we'll see um, because, there again, Texas is a really good team, too. And, and uh, that's another team. Stan was talking about Ole Miss that's picking up uh, players and rolling. Texas picking up a lot of poor guys, too. So, Well, I, and the, and
1: the Texas-Washington game, I think, well, both of these games uh, with Michigan and Alabama, too, uh, it's going to come down to the line of scrimmage and offensively and defensively and uh, looking at, Alabama and Texas. I think Texas really has more of an advantage over Washington than maybe Alabama has over Michigan on the lines, but the thing about Alabama has continued to get better every game, every week. uh, It's almost like they've got a chip on their shoulder and savings, taking care of the little things and they're getting better and better and better and I just can't see betting against them right now. <laughs> well,
0: we've got all kinds of games that are still yet to come, um, oh. starting today. Uh, well, I should say to what this afternoon? Yes, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or tonight, nine. It o'clock. could be one this morning. I'm not um, sure. Who <laughs> who yeah, knows? nine o'clock tonight. The Roadrunners of uh, Texas San Antonio take on Marshall in this one. And, and, you know, I took the Roadrunners. I probably should have gone with Marshall in this one, but. Um, is what it is. And then uh, Thursday, I guess, is when the, the Orange take on South Florida and the Bulls in that one. But, you know, we're we'll getting closer and closer to that New Year's six, um, and we'll start talking about it next week. Um, I believe next Thursday is when we'll meet because – Christmas is going to be Monday, so it'll be next Thursday when we meet uh, the next time around. We'll dive into that New Year's Six a little bit deeper.
2: Well, like I wow. said, I'm starting to see now, like, I'm looking at – Sam we of Ole Miss, and I'm like, I wonder if Spencer Sanders is going to play quarterback because uh, Houston. I mean, what's his name that has played all year? Jackson is hurt, and it's just a rule that he's ineligible to play for some reason in the bowl game. So, I took Ole Miss I know in that one probably. So, uh, there again, you don't know what's going to hurt you along the way.
1: What, what, well, so. I think – I think if I'm not mistaken, Marshall is the line on Marshall's now up to like Marshall giving the Roadrunners 14. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know why all of a sudden some of these line and I think it may be uh, portal stuff, coaching stuff, who's leaving, who's staying. Uh, Marshall might have had a few more people stay than what people were thinking they were going to have stay, and all of a sudden Vegas is realizing it and saying, okay. Yeah, we're gonna give, we're going we can we can afford to put some points here,
0: but it'll be the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. I love the names; <laughs> <laughs> these names
1: have been crazy. like <laughs> Well, Every I, I just want to know a lot of them. You know, you hear it and you say, "Okay, who have I had? Any, what what product do they put out?" You know. I got to go to the, got, get on the Internet and find out what some of these people do for a living to, to, to be able to put that kind of money out for a bowl game.
0: Of course, there are two big games that are going to be coming up this weekend uh, that we need to talk about here briefly, and that is the Birmingham Bowl. It's got Duke taking on Troy in this one. We know Duke is not have their star quarterback, or at least he hasn't said he's going to play. Um in the process of that. And then the other one is on Saturday is going to be Air Force taking on James Madison. James Madison uh, earned the right to come in at 11-1. and one. Uh, They earned the right because none of the other teams qualified for a bowl. So they ended up getting in, being a first-year team in the Air Power I want Air Force 5, just so. to
1: come in and stomp a mud hole in them. I'm sorry. <laughs> you signed the contract at the beginning of the year. You knew what you were facing. Oh. Uh-uh. Go to the Air Force,
2: and this team, yeah, the Air Force team. Remember going in, they were like seven and zero, and then they went on a three-game losing streak.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So they're still a good team. Remember though, James Madison's lost their head coach. He's the new head coach at Indiana. Quarterback's hurt, and we don't know who else has gone to the portal and stuff like that. So you, really, like I said, we could flip a coin here on these games.
0: Until we get to the New Year Six Bulls, anyway, these are all pretty much. Well, I
1: don't know. I don't know if you can say too much up. about Air Force because those kids
0: go to that school
1: for a reason, and uh, want be, it wants they want to be in the Air Force. They they don't want to just graduate from. You know, this was they they were getting nil deals before it was even <laughs> possible to get nil, but uh, you know, and you. I mean, Chris might be able to pull up a portal page and look real quick. But I don't – you know, you're probably not going to see anybody out of Army, Navy. There's not. Air Force going into the portal. Uh, now, they may pick up some kids from the portal. Yeah. But those are kids like the guy that's going – the quarterback that's going to the Navy SEALs. Well, I mean, there's a reason. he, You know, he's driven by other things than football. So – and, and he's from Utah State. These, yeah, and <laughs> so. that's what drives these uh military schools. Uh and I, I just I I'm pulling for Air Force in that one all the way. Um, the Duke Troy game. Duke without Duke, their coach. Duke Who's with a coach new coach. Yeah. Duke with new coach. Riley Leonard leaving to go to Notre Dame. Grayson Loftus from <laughs> Yeah. Gaffey. So uh you know, now Troy's probably had some turnover, too. Oh, no, uh, man. No, no, no.
2: We, we pay what we need to pay down there. We take <laughs> care of business in Alabama. You know, I joke about it being up where I'm from. But like I said, I don't know. And that's the one thing I like about their coach is he, he's a lot like, I'm going to mess his name up. It was it James Matt. Sidney Ellie. That's that. Indiana, no. that's a lot like him. And some of the once he gets the guys in there, they believe in the system, and it's Coach Brown now, um, and they do what they have to do, and they rely on the coach. And Stan, that's that's the one thing I'm going to say. And I mean, a lot of people, especially game cards, aren't going to like this. Your coach has a lot to do, and a player's belief in a program. A lot of times you don't. Jordan Birch, those guys said the reason they left Carolina, and they left it because they didn't see the program advancing where it needs to go for them. I just wonder if that's the question with a lot of these guys, like McCuba. Now, McCuba is going home from Clemson. I mean, I, that's one of the questions that I'd like to ask. If there's 2,000, 3,000 kids in the portal, why are you in the portal? If you're committed to one team, why are you committed? Do you not think your team's going anywhere? You don't think you're going to get play in time? I love the fact they can leave it a Coach leaves. I'm good with that. Um. Stuff like that, I'm okay with that, the portal, but to have upwards of right now, probably three thousand the portal is silly. <laughs> and that's well, something gotta be working on.
1: Well I think some of the conferences too, and, and we hate to say it and we know it's the truth though. It it comes down to the money. And we know that certain conferences pay more money than other conferences. Just it doesn't matter what position you play, you're gonna get more money just by going to this school in this other conference. Whether whether you play or not, so I just I don't uh, know
2: though because I I know for a fact and I don't like it, but I know Gamecock Trust, Garnet Trust, whatever you want to call it, they they doling out like an ATM back here, like the breeze coming in through that door, and there's money in Columbia that they're paying these kids with. Now, why they leave, we know Jaheim Bell, that was Mama, that was Mama, okay, but. Jordan Birch, he you know been from Washington, maybe, but to go to Oregon, maybe. Will Knight's got money at Oregon, but some of the ones that we're losing players to, they don't have near the money that South Carolina has. And I, I like I said, I just want to know why a lot of these kids are in the portal. And maybe we find out, maybe we don't. I just don't think it can be like money all the time. I mean, um, I mean and I'm excited for a kid like Grayson McCall because I, I think Stan hit on the head. He's getting a lot of publicity, a lot of talk up. Talk radio North Carolina is all about Grayson McCall and what he can do for
0: uh, NZ State. But keep us rolling with the bowl, my friend. All right, uh, the one, uh, as we come to the end of this hour here, let's talk about Coastal Carolina. They're going to be on the way to Hawaii Saturday night, 10.30. Uh, our time is when you'll see this game as they take on San Jose State in this one. and. Uh, you look at the experts, they still got McCall as <laughs> one of the starters in this one. But he'll be um, – uh, we'll have, what, the third string? It'll be Glasgow. Glasgow. And, Blasco. Blasco. Blasco, and yes.
1: he's played the last couple of ball games, and there hadn't been a drop-off. So uh, I hadn't heard if Sam was playing or not, but I would think Sam would. He's going to the NFL, but I think he's, he's going to want to take that wife and the kids and go to Hawaii. Maybe and daddy. Yeah,
2: at least mom and dad. is 64 <laughs> yeah. receptions on the yeah. year,
0: not 500 so, yards, uh, oh. seven TDs to go along with He should have a big, yeah. big game. I want him to go. And, you know, i
1: we'll to have to take a nap sometime Saturday so I can stay up to watch part <laughs> of that one. I mean, 10.30 start time on the East Coast, that's, uh, that's tough. For
2: the players, it'll be interesting for the coaches as well because you're going from Atlantic Ocean across the way.
1: Well, and they're going to get to early enough to get the time difference out of them. And, they should and be there already. Yeah, they're there already. They've been there for probably a couple of days now. They probably left last weekend. and It'll take them two or three days to get the time change out of them, but then they'll be ready to go.
2: So. I'm, I'm stunned by the number of players that have left Coastal too. I mean, they, like I said, Noah Kim's coming in. He played quarterback at Michigan State. Not a really good team. And I think he'll be a guy to look for next year at Coastal. So,
1: But we've seen it before with Coastal. Uh, and – to go back to Michigan, Stewart, I'm linebacker at Michigan, uh, well, he started at Coastal guys. Uh, somebody didn't like him in high school, but the Coastal <laughs> coaching staff did, and brought him in, trained him up, got him, got him ready, and now he's up there with the hardball crowd. So, did but, you hear the? Just talking about
2: that. Did you hear the Miami of Ohio coach when they brought him in for the Myrtle Beach Bowl? Yeah. He said, "I'm not leaving." <laughs> <laughs> He's. <laughs> I'm going to ask Coach if you got a staff position from me. And that's what Stan's talking about. When you come in and you you and your recruiting and you're on, at a beach or at a where you're within minutes from a beach, and you're from Alberta, Canada, or you're from Michigan or wherever, you fall in love with this. And that's the reason they do recruit so well. And I, I, I tell you what, they do a good job here at State too. They, Whereas we drop off players, they pick
0: them up. So. That has nothing to do with South Carolina being the number one place in the United States to move to either. No. Charleston helps with that. Greenville helps with that. And Myrtle
1: Beach being the fastest-growing city Gee. in the nation. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's plenty of money down there to go around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the running game, a little bit of concern for Coastal Carolina as well because Bennett is not there either, right?
2: No, Ben it is. Beasley's not. Beasley's not. Beasley's the one that went portal. That was another one
1: that surprised me. Yeah, me too. Well this is gonna be but we said that running back room all year was crowded. (laughs) But yet the coaching staff did a good job, I thought, of getting everybody playing time in every game. And it was like every series that you came out, there was a different running back. And as a opposing coach You got five, six different running backs you've got to prepare for,
0: and every one of them's got a different skill set. Got to be tough. Well, San Jose State had this is going to be their second trip to Hawaii. They played earlier in the year, ended up beating Hawaii 35 to nothing um, in the process. Uh, Last five games, um, they've won them all, whereas Coastal, um, they won their last three uh, prior to that. Towards the end of November, not not the best, uh, I guess you would say, as they lost to James Madison and Army uh, in a tough one in, in that regard. Army, a very good uh, running team, uh, as we have seen. So is the San Jose State team. When you look at it, they've got uh, Kadarian Robinson, 158 carries for over 1,000 <laughs> yards, 18 touchdowns to go along with it. And Kadario, uh, their quarterback, he'll run the ball as well uh, in the process. Only has four interceptions on the year. This is what you're seeing. Now where you're, you're cream of the crop. And I, that's the
2: one thing I've noticed. During the year, we didn't see a lot of players that were over the thousand yards, but now every running back that's in the bowls that are left basically are right at that or over that plateau now. And like I said, you've got a double head monster right now, a quarterback that can run the ball. But like I said, Blasco can run the ball, so don't be stunned if, if you don't see a, something coming out of it. The thing about San, Diego, San Jose State that I like is their defense. So that should be a good matchup between the two defenses between Coastal and San Jose. So, and that might be where wins it. Your, your your style might beat my style.
0: <laughs> Eighty one <laughs> degrees today in Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> Let's go along with it. And uh, San Jose State is a ten and a half point favorite uh, for this game. That's fine. They've been Coastal's been. Ask Chip Kelly, man. He'll tell you, man. I don't
1: don't disrespect Coastal. We played them first in a I imagine those guys are glad to be out there because uh, I don't know if y'all heard about it or not, but. Tornado came through Myrtle Beach yesterday. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Came right through my son's neighborhood, right the across the street, street, street behind the house.
2: I didn't hear that, uh, but I noticed yeah. a lot of coastal damage, and like a lot from flooding, Brunswick to Tybee to yeah. Surf
1: City and everywhere else. Yeah. So, and A lot of flooding and all, but uh, some tornado damage. Uh, but uh, son's house got saved, thank the Lord. <laughs> That's good. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> I hadn't got to take the tape chainsaw.
0: All right, so that's going to bring us to another exciting end of another great hour here on the Lakeland Sports. Guys, you guys got anything uh, final here to add? Mm-mm.
1: Clemson, and well, Carolina men's and women's play tonight. Same time. Same time, <laughs> 7 o'clock, so you just have to pick whichever one you want to watch. Uh, Clemson plays later on in the they week. They play Friday night, tonight, uh, uh, and the
0: ladies play tonight.
1: And Clemson did get beat by Memphis in a game that they should have won. And I still can't understand how an undefeated team gets beat by two on the road and drops five places in the polls. That does not make any sense to me at all. Penny (laughs) Hardaway. But, you know, uh, they went from 13th to 18th. I mean, it's still in the top 20, which is great for Clemson men's basketball, but I still didn't think that should have dropped that far. You can watch Memphis this year. They're going to move up. This is a good good defense basketball team. They will be, but at the same time, you just got beat by two and you were playing at their place. (laughs) No, uh, you don't drop. Maybe, you know, I was thinking maybe down around 15, but now it's 18. No, uh, come on, people. (laughs)
0: All right. Uh, we want to wish you all the very best, a very merry Christmas to you. We will be back not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, uh, getting ready for the new year uh, to go ahead and crank up. Uh, we'll run down the New Year's six bowls at that particular time. But until then, come on by see the good folks here at Howard's on Main. They are the hardest working staff uh, we can vouch for that. Uh, we've seen them <laughs> in the middle of the day, the evening, and uh, in the morning. Here is Clyde. Uh, you got to be careful with those boxes, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. That's my man. <laughs> (laughs) but come on by enjoy some of the great food and the hospitality and as well some of the great entertainment during the christmas and holidays Uh, there are some great groups that are coming through here on this stage here at howards
2: you'll never know who you'll see here either man come on now
0: all right happy holidays to y'all for the coach stan spivey that's chris cox i'm tom Carroll. we are the lakeland sports guys